Have you ever wondered if there was anything humanly possible for you to do to diffuse an angry and contentious situation? Should you yell louder than the other person? Should you gossip about them behind their backs? Or maybe you should just throw up your arms in dismay. Well, perhaps you should consider doing what Abigail did in her confrontation with David. She humbled herself and said, I'll take the blame. This is an extraordinary account of how one woman changed the course of history through humility. Perhaps it is something that you and I should try more often. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is Carol McLeod, and we're currently studying real-life issues in the Bible. Now, let's dig in. Personal relationships are part of our real lives every day. Now, the most important relationship you are involved in is your relationship with the Lord. And every other relationship should reflect your commitment to Jesus Christ and to the Holy Spirit. You know, if you and I had kept a list from childhood of all of the significant people who had come in and out of our lives, we would be absolutely amazed. And you can't, you must not leave God out of the picture of your real life relationships. God writes our scripts, he chooses the cast, and he puts us into the scenes that he has planned for us. Now, if we follow his will and his ways and his script, life will become the satisfying fulfillment that only his will is able to usher in. However, if we rebel and throw away the script, if we do our own blocking and ad-libbing, the plot of life will turn into a human tragedy. We're studying an extraordinary woman in the Bible by the name of Abigail. And let me remind you where we were. Let me catch you up to speed where we are in her story and what we've studied thus far. The beautiful and intelligent Abigail is married to the cruel and dog-like Nabal. This is what 1 Samuel 25.3 tells us. Now the man's name was Nabal and his wife's name was Abigail and the woman was intelligent and beautiful beautiful in appearance, but the man was harsh and evil in his dealings, and he was a Calebite. Now, it was a holiday at the ranch of Nabal. They were celebrating the shearing of the flocks. It was a holiday much like our Thanksgiving. David and his mighty men were in the wilderness, and they heard about Nabal's party. David and his men had protected Nabal's sheep, goats and shepherds from thieves and lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And David had sent one of his young men to respectfully ask if they could join in the celebration. First Samuel 25 verses six through nine. And thus you shall say, have a long life, peace to you and peace to your house and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us and we have not insulted them, nor have they missed anything all the days they were in Carmel. Ask your young men and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes for we have come on a festive day. Please give whatever you find at hand to your servants and to your sons. 
upon David. And when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in David's name. Then they waited. Do you know what happened? Nabal blew a gasket and David blew a bigger gasket. Verse 10. But Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants today who are each breaking away from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered for my shears and give it to men whose origin I do not know? So David's young men retraced their way and went back, and they came and told David according to all these words. So David is now on his way to kill every living thing on Nabal's ranch. And then a servant boy, an unnamed young servant boy, informed Abigail of what David had said to Nabal and Nabal had said to David, and that David was coming to wipe out the entire ranch of Nabal. 1 Samuel 25, verses 13 through 17. David said to his men, each of you gird on his sword. So each man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went up behind David, while 200 stayed with the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he scorned them. Yet the men were very good to us, and we were not insulted, nor did we miss anything as long as we went about with them while we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both night and by day, all the time we were with them tending the sheep. Now therefore, Abigail, know and consider what you should do, for evil is plotted against our master and against all his household. And Nabal is such a worthless man that no one can speak to him. So Abigail packed up a large portion of the food that had been prepared for the celebration and sent it on ahead to David and his men. But Abigail knew a shortcut and was on her way to calm David down. Verse 18. Then Abigail hurried and took 200 loaves of bread and two jugs of wine and five sheep already prepared and five measures of roasted grain and a hundred clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of figs and loaded them on the donkeys. And she said to her young man, go on before me, behold, I'm coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. And it came about as she was riding on her donkey and coming down by the hidden part of the mountain that behold, David and his men were coming down toward her. So Abigail met them. When Abigail came upon David, he is still sputtering and muttering and planning murder. Verse 21. Now David had said, surely in vain, I have guarded all that this man has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him. And he has returned me evil for good. May God do so to the enemies of David and more also, if by morning I leave as much as one male of any who belongs to him. So how in the world can one woman, can one ordinary woman disarm such a frightening and volatile situation? Can these erratic and irrational situations in life 
be stopped by one person, by one ordinary person? Is it true that God can use an ordinary man or an ordinary woman to change the very course of history? Verse 23, And when Abigail saw David, she hurried and dismounted from her donkey and fell on her face before David and bowed herself to the ground. And she fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my Lord, be the blame. And please let your maidservant speak to you and listen to the words of your maidservant. Please do not let my Lord pay attention to this worthless man, Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord, whom you sent. So what did the lovely, rich, intelligent, scared Abigail do? Well, she fell on her face. She humbled herself. She took the blame. My friend, if taking the blame will diffuse an angry, contentious situation, then do it. If you're a leader, you know the power of taking the blame for something that might have been out of your control. Now, this is not being a doormat. It's being big enough and wise enough to usher in peace. Abigail used strategic words. She called herself maidservant, and she called David Lord. Now, she wasn't calling him Lord as in Lord God. It's not the same word. She was calling David Sir captain or master. She was recognizing his superiority, his authority in her life. 1 Samuel 25 verses 24 through 31 used the word maidservant five times and the word Lord ten times. You know, in Matthew 20 verses 26 through 28, we see much the same heart attitude in the New Testament. Although these words had not yet been spoken by Jesus in the flesh, Abigail lived by this high calling. Whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So one of the ways that we diffuse a fractious, angry situation is to honor other people and to humble ourselves. Now, this is not empty flattery, but sincerely honor them. Do you know what happens in these divisive situations when you honor someone? Well, the other person begins to act differently. They start to rise to your opinion of them. Your words will call forth the honor in that person, and they will begin to act in an honorable manner. 1 Samuel 25, verse 26. The words of Abigail. Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has restrained you from shedding blood and from avenging yourself by your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek evil against my Lord be as Abel. Abel brings the Lord into the conversation. Abigail loves the Lord and honors him. She recognizes his authority. Although Abigail is married to the scum of the earth. She always has to take care of his messes. She's well aware of his evil ways. And yet Abigail's heart is still soft toward the Lord. Is yours?
Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.